Welcome back to another episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry we missed it. This one's special. It is, it is. We are outside right now. Mm -hmm. In the nice state of Ohio, it is like, what, 60-some degrees? Super nice. A really nice breeze. It is an absolute blue out. Not a cloud in the sky. Not a cloud at all. It's like Mr. Blue Skies. I was about to say, we got to bust that song out. (laughs) Yeah, we have to listen to that at some Mm -hmm. point today. So it's a perfect nice. day to listen to it. Yeah, because when you get random days like this, like it's kind of unlucky in Ohio, because <laughs> we get <laughs> a lot of on shit and weather. off weather like this all the time, where it's really snowy and then it gets really nice out one day. And my mom was actually telling me about this. She was like, "You know, we get nice sunny days like this. Like it was the it was two days back. So yesterday was seventy out, and it was the day before that. She's like, it's going to be seventy tomorrow. I'm super excited." And a lot of people get um, upset when the weather shifts like that because they're like, oh, well, no, it's just going to snow. It's it's just it's going to be nice out now, but then it's going to get really shit later on. You just got to enjoy the day. Exactly. And I thought that was really cool. Like, my mom brought that up out of nowhere. She was like, you know, I think people just need to, like, the way I go about it is I appreciate each little nice day that you get. It's a little break, just a little refresher from all of the constant snow and the constant yeah. cold to just chill and, and enjoy a really nice day. Yeah, even if it's only for one day. Right. And we've been lucky. Yesterday was really nice, too. Last night, it was so warm. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm loving it, dude. I'm mm-hmm. loving this weather. And she was whack because it the was... The transition from winter to spring is probably just, like, the most amazing time Minus to be all outside. the slush. Minus all the slush. Well, I'm saying when the snow's gone, when it's not snowing anymore, mm-hmm. the transition just from cold wind to, like, sunny days, mm-hmm. it's, like... That's the days where it's like shorts and a hoodie, and it's just so comfortable. Yeah. Or sweats and a short sleeve. Like, it's always just a nice balance. Yeah. Because it's always so nice out. Yeah. You go play basketball and do whatever you want to do. I'm excited to get back into hooping. Oh, for sure. Because it's like uh, you spend winter lasts so long, and it gets really, really cold in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And so. It's so depressing because you won't see the sun for so long. Yeah. And that's why the first beginning of when it starts to get really nice weather out is so nice is because you're finally getting that sun again when you've been without it for months. And we're in northern Ohio, too. Yeah, right up at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely I think it's important to appreciate these days when they come out, which I'm kind of upset. I didn't spend too much time outside yesterday. I had a, just a really tired, like lazy day, which I'm not mad about. It was just relaxing and kind of just not doing too much because I started working. Yeah. I got my first full-time job ever. I've worked a couple jobs before, but it was all part-time during the summer because I wanted to have time to enjoy like hanging out with friends and shit. Yeah, being a team. Yeah, and not just be constantly working, but now that I'm graduated from high school and into adult life, I was thinking um, now would be a really good time, really, really important for me to actually start working full-time to start bringing in a lot of money and at the same time learning skills, which is something mm-hmm. I was talking to Braden about where he was like, look, I, since I've gotten a job, I felt so much happier, felt so much better about myself, confidence boost, the mental clarity from knowing that I have a constant income coming in, and gave me just a, re- a lot of positive mental benefits, and I took that to heart, and he kind of pushed me to, look, you should get a job too, you should definitely do that, because mm-hmm. before then, I was always, I was thinking, all right, yeah, I'm graduated, I'm entering into adulthood, so now I need to um, I need to get a job at some point, but I never was really dedicated and in looking into getting one. But after talking with Brain about that, he got me into finally getting my first full-time job. And I felt so good since, so good since. I'm working at Chick-fil-A right now, and all the people are so kind and positive, and I love it because it, it means that if I'm having a crappy week or a crappy anything – 
I always will be forced into a positive environment, which I'm really, really yeah. looking for. The environment to. just really helps you out. It just it aids you. You know what I mean? Like just having that positive energy around it just you really take from it every day. Yeah. And then it gives you more to dis- like distribute to other people and bring it in their day. Just like th- I mean, we went and got coffee this morning before we did this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Bigby. But we went through and just treated the girl working there just nicely. Just talked to her nice, you know. Both tipped and just like gave her like a nice actual human interaction, not just mm-hmm. like in a rush for my coffee. Here's my card. I'm not going to talk to you while mm-hmm. no. It was just you know how's your day going blah, yeah. blah, blah. and she complimented us basically based on how we acted like yeah. oh it's so nice to get people like you guys come through you because it I mean? gets because she was talking about how it gets stressful sometimes mm-hmm. whatever she said it was busy because there's a ton of cars in the drive through and it gets stressful and that's why it's nice to have guys like yeah. you come in people like mm-hmm. you come in where it's you get it and yeah. you're chill and you're kind yeah because i worked at a big b before too i told her i was like i understand this whole thing you know mm-hmm. it's tough um but yeah, you really—it's just that energy. It's a swap of energy. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to apologize if there's any like—it sounds like people are blowing to the mic. We are outside, so yeah. we'll get little spurts of wind here and there. Yeah. Um, and then also, no episode last week. Um, mm-hmm. with Simon working full time now and me going to school full time, we're just we we're trying to figure out the schedule. Mm-hmm. And last week it just didn't work out. Um, there might be a couple weeks in the future where it's a a missed week, but we'll be sure to keep people updated on that on the Instagram. So yeah, but yeah, man, how you been like liking the job so far, like all together? A ton. I was talking to you a little bit about this. Like again, go back to the positive environment because Chick Fil A just all around. It's a positive, positive place. The business motive, motive is a uh, or <laughs> model, whatever is pretty much just positivity. Make your customers really happy. Yeah, it's just super positive. The business motto is solely focused around the employees being very kind to the customers to make it more of an experience, be- make it exper- an experience beyond just ordering food. Yeah. And I was talking to you a little bit about this and repeating myself a little bit here, but um, I've, re- I've recently like been very aware of the fact that I don't have too many positive environments mm-hmm. in my life. Like, I have good friends, few good friends, and I have my family and everything like that, which I love deeply. But for the most part, I don't have anything that's, like, constantly feeding me good, positive energy. That's constantly making me feel inclined to be a better person to others and be a happier person to others. And that's a part of the reason why I chose Chick-fil-A was because I thought it'd be really nice to have that environment. Mm -hmm. And so... um. I've been loving it because if at any point I'm having, like like I said a little bit earlier, at any point if I'm having kind of a shitty week, shitty day, whatever, I have to go to work. And in work, I'm going to be around a bunch of positive people. And all my employees, I mean, all of my fellow employees, they are all super kind as well. It's a really well-oiled machine. Everyone's super kind to each other, super focused on making the work environment as positive and um, helpful as as possible for everybody which I severely, like, like heavily loved so far. And, like, they use super cool words, like, when, like, uh, like you know how you, if you'll be working at some point and you do something wrong, somebody be like, hey, man, you fucked this up. Let me show you to do it, whatever. They have a specific way of going about that. So 
let's say somebody is like going a little too slow or they're spending a lot of time like standing around and not doing too much, you can uh, basically go up to them and be like, hey, can I offer you some feedback? And then you'll be like, yeah, sure. And all right, well, you know, we're a little bit busy right now and I'd appreciate if you'd like got onto this or this, like if there's nothing going on, you know, you can take some sanitary wipes and just wipe down the counters real quick and different things like that. And then you, your response to that is awesome. Heard that, Mm -hmm. heard that. They use that specific phrase. I heard that. That's cool. Instead of just being like, I, yeah. For sure, whatever. They, they say, I heard that, which I think is super cool because, firstly, it lets them know that they heard you and they they will take that into account. But it's beyond just a yup or a sure, which those right. phrases, it's hard to kind of carry a uh, uh, thankful or positive attitude. Somebody says, yeah, sure, to you if you ask them for something or ask them to do something, ask them to change, whatever. It can come off like a like they're pissed off or mm-hmm. it's kind of sending they're angry whatever yeah. and so heard that is very specific because it lets you know that the other person is kind it, it allows you the opportunity to to give a kind tone in your response as well mm-hmm. which mm. is crucial super crucial yeah yeah i like that a lot and when i was working at do this and my managers would come up to me and be like hey what are you doing i'm like oh okay i was like hey what are you doing i'm, I'm like oh, i'm just chilling you know they're like, well, you want to do me a favor? I'm like, uh, it depends. What is mm-hmm. it? It's like, you want to do these shirts for me? I'm like, I don't know if you know this, but I work in the shoe department. <laughs> They're like, come on. I'm like, all right, I got you. I'm like, I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they always knew because, like, I built up that reputation but where it was like if I told them, I, like, I got you or I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it done. Yeah. Then they're not, like, on my ass about it because I know I was a good worker. So it just allowed me the freedom to just like kind of move about as I pleased and really manage my own time. But that's one thing I actually liked about that. Like it was just like I had to show like prove myself when I first started working there, you know, do everything. But after I developed a relationship, it was just like, yeah, I can do that for you. And then they just understood. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm really excited to get to at my job right now is to get beyond the all of the training, the learning um, learning about the environment, learning how to do your job mm-hmm. to ke- get past that point to where I have all of that down so that it can just be like I could be beyond the learning curve at that right. point and then just be a basic employee with everybody else and be more focused on building my relationships with them specifically instead of having to like pick up on the job and having to learn from them and things like that. So I'm excited to get to that point because then you're an equal at that point. And which is another really cool thing I really like about Chick fil A is there's like a really well established kind of like hierarchy to the system Mm -hmm. and it's not like the people in leadership positions are assholes you have to work to it you have to be kind to earn yourself a promotion to Mm -hmm. the different things like there's all these different like terms there's team member then there's advanced team member then there's um like kitchen managers and there's uh shift managers then there's trainee managers and then there's people beyond that and you have to work to earn those promotions by being really good employee learning all of the um the the terms and the way you're supposed to handle customers and things like that like there's four different like uh key phrases of how to um build a positive work environment at chick-fil-a it's it's called like earning customers trust i don't know that has a specific name but um you have to get all of that stuff down and then at the same time be a very kind person and then that earns you a promotion um and and, and i really like that aspect of the job um it's just so <laughs> my coffee cup blew up the table <laughs> picking up a wind a little bit yeah it's just so focused on being 
positive and kind. Yeah, which and is I love awesome. That. That's yeah. so that's so crucial, mm-hmm. and it really just builds you up in that environment. Like it's not just draining. Like it's something that you don't you don't you're not necessarily draining. Like not looking forward to going to work. It's more of like yeah, dude, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna make good money, and I'm gonna exactly. be around positive people. So exactly. it's not a negative experience mm-hmm. every day, which is so nice. That's key to like having a good job. Like you For gotta sure. enjoy it. That's why I wanted to choose a career like barbering because yeah. it's so it's such a free job you know what right. i mean and the, the possibilities are endless mm-hmm. like literally endless it's not just cut hair run a booth no dude you can do anything in this industry it's fucking unreal so i'm super stoked about that yeah, how's school schooling been going so far it's pretty good it's kind of stressful right now because i got a lot of shit to just catch up on i'm mm-hmm. just working yeah how working my far ass how far into the school year did you join the class well, they started in like a month before me. Okay. But they got they did it a lesson every week, but they were already at five when I started. Mm-hmm. I am almost done with four, but I'm also doing six and twelve at the same time. So it's like, oh my god, yeah, like it's kind of a lot. But once you catch up, then yeah, and the everyone's so cool. Like I, I'm stressing about it, and like I was talking to my classmates, and I was like, I was like, man, this shit got me bugging. I was like, I'm stressing over this shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I need to catch up to y'all. And they're like, no, you're doing fine. They're mm-hmm. like, you're killing it. Like, we take so much, we took so much longer and all this, and you're pulling good grades. Like, you're understanding the information. And then my uh, teacher came in, Mr. G. He was like, he was like, Elliot. I'm like, what? Or he didn't say Elliot. He was like, L. I'm like, what? He's like, you're killing it, man. He's like, you're you're going crazy right now. He's like, just keep it up. He's like, don't worry about like being behind or anything. He's like, you'll you'll get there. You'll be cutting soon. I was like, all right, like, appreciate that. He was so cool. Like, that whole environment, it's no one's, it's not competitive with each other. It's really just like, it's more just like people wanting to help each other. It's like build you up. Like, if you don't understand something, it's like, all right, I'll help you out. Or like, they'll do study groups and shit like that, like to so people understand the information. Or like when it comes to cuts, like everyone's helping each other, observing. It's so like it's just super cool. I really like it. The environment's really positive. Like everybody's focused on not. We're all their own focused success. on achieving greatness as legacy, under right. the name legacy. We're not right. like I'm gonna do this for me, right? And I'm just going to school. No, we're all doing this together as a group, right? Because we're that we're a team. Mm-hmm. So everyone's gonna be good, and we're gonna go to shows. Like gonna go to yeah. Chicago. We're gonna When's be at that Detroit. going on again? Uh, I know one of them's in. August, right before I go on to Outer Banks, and that's when so you go. To we got to pre. We'll have to pre-record. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's Chicago or Detroit. I don't know for that one. Okay. But so, what's the the kind of premise of that um competition you guys are going to? Like, so it's what's like a huge barber convention, and there's like a bunch of people like like brands who sell shit will be there, like brands of like clippers, new inventions in the barber industry new tools that come mm. out like a bunch of people will be like showing new products and lines and then a other bunch of other people will be doing haircuts like they'll offer haircuts like hey i'll do a haircut blah 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 and then a lot of it's connections like you're meeting people socially right. building your clientele getting in contact with people who are higher up than you right because it's learning like more a lot buying of courses and then uh-huh. another cool thing is that it's competition so like this is where it comes to school versus school like my school he would select like all right this one's two like he would be like let's say just say he was like all right I'm gonna have you and you you guys go cut so then those people like th- would be judged so it'd be like probably like 25 people all cutting mm-hmm. being judged and then if you win you're certified as an award winning barber and if you get that title 
you can make a bank, mm-hmm. bank, bank, bank. You just put that in your bio, and you'll get contact from like, like there's this one dude that was an award-winning barber like two time, and he was from Michigan, and he got the Grammys contacted him, and they were like, hey, we'll fly you out, and we'll have you cut hair for the people, Jeez. like, like just for a week. Like how much? And they were like fifteen grand for the week and all expenses. And then you just happen to become good friends with Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> DiCaprio, and he gets you a fucking role in one of his new crazy. movies or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy, dude. That's awesome. And I really want to like, and they're in touch with the community too, so we're gonna go to like boys and girls clubs and like mm. cut their hair for them and like go to homeless shelters. That's one thing I and then really try to. I think we're gonna really go to like about uh, a juvenile detention, like a juvenile center too. Yeah, go there and cut those kids hair and give them some knowledge. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's sweet. And then we're actually working on a course. This is what's exciting. This is some NFT shit, too. But they're working on a course um, to basically take our barber school and implement it in jails so that they can learn, they can get their barber degree while they're in prison. So then when they come out, all they have to do is get their time in the barber shop, Mm -hmm. like with the clippers and everything, learning all that, and then take a couple of tests. And after they have their hours, they have a whole career. That is so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's really focused on helping the community. The community, yeah. Like Heavily. giving other people, homeless people, juvenile detention, uh, people who are in the juvenile detention center, mm-hmm. giving them haircuts. Because like a haircut, it makes you feel like... It brightens your day. It brightens your day. It makes you feel clean. It makes you feel... Fresh. Fresh, human, mm-hmm. respected. It makes you feel really good. I want to be like that barber from Seoul. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's honestly that's who that's who Mr. G's like. Really, dude, for real. He literally he, he Mr. Even, G's your teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he literally is just like that. And when he cuts, he's just like the same like bop bop bop. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy, dude. Yeah, he really does. I told him I was like, you remind me of this. Dude. I was like, you seen Soul? He's like, nah. I'm like, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're the barber in that. But yeah, he's super cool. Just the environment's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we got Dr. Woods who comes in and teaches, and he's super sweet, and he has, like, this whole course online, and he's he's a really cool person. Everyone's just, the whole the whole environment's so positive. Yeah. And it's really nice. That really is, like, the number one important, most important factor when it comes to enjoying your job or enjoying your career, whatever it is, is just the people, the environment. Yeah. Owen told me, I think I mentioned this in one of our earlier episodes, but um, for anyone who hasn't heard that, um, my brother Owen mentioned to me this study that he read up about where the number one predictor for people's happiness and jobs isn't what they're doing. It has nothing to do with the job itself. It is just purely dependent on the people you're with. Mm-hmm. And because humans are social animals, they depend on other people. We need communities. We need groups, which is why we're so prone to falling into tribes politically or anything like that. Yeah. Because we want to feel like we're in a group and we want to feel like we're a team with another with with other people. We want to feel like we belong. Right. And when it comes to feeling like you belong in life or anything, it really is just dependent on having people by your side. That's why I had to get out of UPS, bro. I hated everyone in that mm-hmm. bitch. I literally hated everyone in that bitch. Yeah, there was a couple people so who angry all the time because the job just so tears mean. you down. And the managers, like the not even the managers, the supervisors who are literally kids. They're like 19, 18. Mm-hmm. They're supervisors. They shouldn't be in these positions. But it's because the management. Power it's because the age. people in management are like thirty. It, it's fucked up. Mm. So they're hiring all these young kids because they're the only ones that they feel like they can yell at because they're not going to yell at anyone older than them because they're babies. And these young kids are just assholes, and they treat everyone like shit. And because they get power at dude, way too young so of an bad. age, it got so bad. There was this. You actually know this kid. I'm not even gonna say he's. Well, 
I ain't gonna say his name, but okay, he worked yeah. there. I'll talk to you about it after. He worked there, and he was a supervisor, and he was so disrespectful the way he talked. And I kindly told him a couple times. I'm like, no, dude. And this was when my dad was like going through chemo, and I had to get out the building at a certain time. Yeah. He kept pulling me back, and when I was leaving, I'm like, I got permission from like two people to go. He's like, well, I need you in the south. I need you in my area. I'm like, I'm not well, doing that. Well, I don't that. give a fuck. Yeah, I gotta I'm, go. I'm asshole. not doing that. I have things to do. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm gonna write you up right now. And it got to the point where I was like in his face because you can i was union and they aren't so like mm. that's the one thing is you can kind of speak your mind a little bit there without yeah. getting too in trouble and i was a good worker but i got in his face and i was like we can take this outside mm. i was like i will lay your ass out right now like i was getting heated and then he said something to me and i was like fuck you oh i almost said his name and i was <laughs> so angry i was in his face dude i was like i was like i will i swear to god like i will lose this job over you right now i was like i will drop you i'm not putting up with this I was like, I am sick and tired of the way that you talk to me. I was like, every single one of you supervisors are pieces of shit. Like, I was just going off. I talked to my boss, like, the the big boss. And I told him, I was like, if you don't get these people under control, like, I'm going to end up going to jail over them. Like, these, I can't deal with this. They talk, even Caleb, like, me and him would literally just look at each other like, dude, I'm about to snap. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the building was like that. If you weren't a supervisor, they were finna snap. The way they're talked to. Yeah. Well, a couple of them got in fistfights in the building. You should Jesus. not be getting in fistfights with your supervisors. That just goes to show how disrespectful they are. But I walked out. I told them, I was like, I was like, no, fuck you. I'm leaving. I left. Mm-hmm. I was gone. I didn't even clock out either. <laughs> I got paid for like 23 hours and they didn't say shit. <laughs> Probably just to keep you quiet. They see that. We're like, eh, fuck it. We'll give it to them. <laughs> Probably. Or is this just, bonus. Just keep them chilled out with that. But yeah, it was some bullshit. Yeah, dude. that's just that's ass, dude. That's just you should not be giving young people that haven't learned how to kind of control themselves and respect other people. Nineteen and eighteen year olds jobs where they're managing other human beings. And you think I'm gonna let someone my age talk down to me like that? Like that's just it's, well, it's understandable. It's such if, a different if, thing. If, if if they're being a respectful boss, because you can yeah, have someone that's, that's but your I'm age saying and like they care about someone my a, age talking down mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- where do you think, who do you think you are? Well, I got a lot of the, like, the people that have been training me and shit like that at my job, and also, like, the kitchen managers and things like that, they're right around my age. Yeah, but like, they're respectful, that's what I'm yeah, saying, there's yeah. a difference. They're respectful, they're, they're, they're kind and they're Constructive on, criticism. Yes, constructive criticism in a very honest and healthy, I'm saying just rude. Like, rude, I you totally can't agree with take, you. It, and it's different when... It's kind of harder to speak your mind, especially when it's someone who's, like, older and, high, like, more intimidating, I guess, in a way, when they're kind of, like, being, acting the same. But when it's someone your age treating you this way, it's like, who are you, dude? Like, what the the hell? Like, It's just the you power. You must think you got, like, a force field around you right now. It's just the power getting get to people's heads. It's really easy, easy to do that. I couldn't even imagine. I've never been in a position like that where I'm managing other people. I know. I know that it would... <laughs> It would it would awaken some shit in me that it didn't know was there mm-hmm. because I experienced power for the first time. It's like, oh damn, I can tell this person to do this shit. I can threaten them and then they do it. Damn, that feels good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, literally, because you, you would see issues. people who were cool and then they got promoted mm-hmm. and they were assholes. Yeah, assholes. Probably just triggers some. And like, they would be forced. They would they would be forced to stay after and do shit because of their management. But then they would get pissed that they had to stay after like a half hour, so that they would make us stay over and do their work. So that we would have to stay after so that they could leave early. Mm. That's the bullshit. Like, that happened to me and Caleb so many times, and we would just be like, as soon as we'd see them walk past, we'd just leave. And then the next morning, they're screaming at us, I got yelled at because you didn't finish this job last night. It's like, nah, dude, that was your job. Mm -hmm. And you put us in charge of it. 
Like that's not that this isn't how like this works. A terribly toxic work. It was the worst environment I've ever been in my entire life. And plus we only got ten minute breaks for eight hour shifts. Only one ten minute break. That was our lunch. Jeez. Ten minutes for an eight hour shift. They keep you guys on chains. <laughs> for real. Good lord. How long were you there again? Eight months, bro. Eight months. God. And you're working full time the whole whole time you were there? I was working mandatory six days a week. Christ. And during peak season, during Christmas time. I had to go in at 12 a.m. and I didn't get out until 10 a.m. Good God. Yep. I don't know how you lasted in that long as long as you, that job as during, long as you well, did. Well, the money was great during peak. I was banking like 1300 a week. Good yep. fucking But God. the thing is, is that they just started cutting pay and not saying anything. And then they're mm. like, I need you to sign this paper. What is this for? We're getting rid of bonuses. The fuck? Why? Well, because we're just going to up your pay to like an extra $2 an hour. I'm like... Okay, I'll see what these paychecks look like. Mm. Shit. Like, literally, like, 400 I'm like, what the hell? I'm doing this much work, and you guys are jipping me. Terrible. Out of all of my money. So I was Terrible. like, no. I, I, that's when I left. Yeah. I couldn't. That's how I felt when I was working at the golf course. I don't want to give the name of the golf course, but that's how I felt when I was working there. I worked out in my... Oh, that place is the snobbiest mm-hmm. club, too. I worked there in my sophomore year of high school, and a lot of the my coworkers were relatively chill. Um... I enjoyed them a decent amount, but I just didn't really click with them and get along with them. But, I mean, we'd I'd show up for work. Like, my shift would start at, like, I think it was about 5.25 in the morning. So I'd have to wake up earlier than that. And I'd, had, I'd have to get ready, and then I'd have to drive over there. And then shift starts, like, 5, 5.25, 5.30. That's when we get our orders, and then we'd head out to the golf course to start cutting greens, cutting um, range, cutting all the different parts of the golf course, and then doing uh, other different things, like filling up um, – the divots in the ground from where clubs took out some dirt on the course and things like that. Um, but we like the thing that really sucked was we never knew when we'd get off. Getting off just depended on yeah. how much shit you had to do while everybody was there. That was it. You and how much got too. done. You only got a start time. You never got a finish time. Yeah, and it, that that wore down on me so much. My second day I was there. I was a sophomore in high school. I worked a 16-hour day. With one um, 15 minute, one 30 minute lunch break and then one 15 minute break, which I'm glad I got that 30 minute lunch break. But that was the only shit I got a sophomore in high school, my second day yeah, working. And I was that. stuck there for 16 hours, cutting greens, running all over the golf course, doing so much shit, weed whacking, all of this shit. And then we had to put like a drainage pipeline in the ground all in one day. Because they wanted all that shit done before we could go home. And 16 hours, dude, that was horrible. Well, that, that is such a mm-hmm. private club, too, and a very expensive club. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, like, no wonder they're so, like... Yeah, I get I get why it's hard like that, but that it, it, it took me... I was there well, yeah, for a couple you shouldn't months, be doing that, like, for yeah, sure. I'm That's done. what I'm saying. It's I'm so done. snobby. Because it just tears down on your mental health. Just yeah, I think the biggest 100%. thing is just not knowing your the end date and that's one thing i really really love about chick-fil-a is they are like dedicated to getting you out like it'll be like a half hour before your shift ends and like the kitchen manager will be like you're getting off at like five right simon i'm like yeah that's what it says i'm like all right cool we'll get you you keep doing this then i'll get somebody to take over for your job and then you can head out and i'll be like damn yeah that's so (laughs) damn that's awesome because that's the first time i've actually ever experienced that in a job as well because i worked at the golf course and they never had an end time and then i worked for a moving company for a few months and that was just dependent. We'd get a certain amount of contracts per day that we had to go out and finish. Um, 
we'd get sent out to a couple houses, moving all the furniture, whatever, moving it to shipping containers, moving shipping containers to houses, putting all of it inside the house. And then we'd come back and then, uh oh, looks like you were the unlucky ones that finished your job first at two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. There's one job left. So we got to give it to you guys. You guys got to head out for another fucking job. And then everybody else that gets back after that gets to go home. It's just dependent on how many contracts we had for the day that we had to complete and how uh, how fast we could complete them. Yeah. And so there was no end date for that. You could get off at 12 in the afternoon, like right at lunchtime, or you could get off at like 5, 5 6 p.m. Yeah. And it was consistent, like weird like that. That's and that wore down on me. That was one reason why I quit as well. And I, I really despised that. And then I worked at a kitchen for a bit at a restaurant. And for that, um, we were supposed to be, you know, closed at nine o'clock, but you know, when it comes to closing a kitchen, it takes like at least a half hour to get everything cleaned up, everything prepped so you can leave, leave for the night. Um, so we'd still, ha- they would still be accepting customers at like eight fifty, eight fifty five, mm-hmm. and then nine and people are still showing up and ordering shit. It was horrible. So like, I'd be looking at the clock the whole day. Like that's Damn. all the business's fault too. It should be closed it is, doors. Yeah. At, it should be closed doors at eight forty five. Yes, it should be because that that that's respecting your your employees. But yeah. this didn't respect employees. At least the kitchen. Another, employees. but that's also a high mm. end restaurant. It was a high end restaurant, but I I still I I mean I think if you're a high end restaurant, then you should be dis- treating your employees right, so you can get better employees it's and have them care about your job it? more. It's weird. Yeah, it is. But I did that for a bit and didn't know my end date because people would keep fucking showing up. Sometimes I'd get off at mm. 9, and then other times I wouldn't get off till like, fucking 11. 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. It was horrible because yeah, people dude. kept showing up, and we had so many dishes stacked, so much so much stuff to clean. That job, I, I didn't stay at for too long, just like two months, I think. And then I quit because I just couldn't handle it anymore. And then that scared me out of getting a job because mm-hmm. all my experiences with jobs were long hours, really just shit working conditions, and I hated it so much, so it kind of scarred me from the idea of working. Plus, like, other shit from when I was younger, like, that just made me really despise working because my dad would make me do chores and shit all the time. Like, everything, like, mowing are, like, four acres of land all, like, twice a week and shit. And I was like, living. I was like, hey, Dad, can I get, like, like, like just, like, five bucks for mowing the lawn? Just five bucks. <laughs> Just so I can, like, start making some, like, money so I can, like, you know, go out with friends and buy some food or something like that. And he said, no, Simon, this is how you earn your keep. Which, you know, there's a lot of lessons I'd have learned yeah. from that. But it made me really despise working. <laughs> Fuck this <laughs> shit. Because I worked <laughs> so much and never got anything in return. Fucking old man. Fucking big Kind of fuck. I put on, I put on like, fucking What'd a, you say? Avicii. Nothing. <laughs> I put on Avicii's, like, pop songs and then just, like, <laughs> go ham on that shit on the track, too. But uh, that's why I've been loving this job so much, because they care about getting you out on time. They care about making your day positive. They care about making, making it a positive, positive work environment. environment. Yeah. yeah. And it's just made <laughs> Fuck, me that was such a jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. It's made me really just, it feels so damn nice, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't feel ter- about go- terrible about going to work. Yeah, I can, like, so reliably key, make plans dude. after my shift, because I'm like, I know I'll get off at five. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I can do shit afterward. It makes yeah. me so happy. Yeah, that's so nice. That's why I liked... Well, uh, what I want to touch back on is UPS was like that, too. You There was never an end date mm-hmm. on the schedule. There was only a time you had to come in. Right. Like, I remember asking that when I first came in. I was like, well, what time do we leave? And they were like, it depends. Like, every day it's different. We're like, yeah. oh, shit. And the weird shit, too, was like when we went in, Caleb and I thought we were going in for an interview. So we went in. They took our picture, made us an ID, and they're like, all right, guys, come back here tonight, 2 a.m., first day of work. We're like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, we're like, it's. 8 a.m. right now, like, yeah, go home and get some sleep. We're like, what the fuck? So everyone went home. We came back, sat in an office, filled out paperwork, went down, immediately started loading trucks. 
And then it was next day, next day, next day, next day. And it fucking just did it for eight months. God, why didn't <laughs> <Dillard's>, you leave? <laughs> the money was pretty sweet for a little bit. Ugh. But Dillard's was cool. I liked that because it was like it was like uh, Chick-fil-A. Like, you clock in, and then when it's your time to clock out, like, sometimes they'll ask you to stay, but you can respectfully be like, nah. Yeah. But, like, when it's your clock out time, it's just like, yeah, time to clock out. Mm-hmm. But retail, I don't, I don't like working at, like, retail or stores like that because it's just like... Uh, they just get so stressful, like, in certain times, like, especially when it comes around the holidays and shit. That's why I quit, like, I told, I put in my two weeks notice, like, two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> I was like, I'm done the week of Christmas. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, come again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you fucking ass. <laughs> I was like, I, you guys found my replacement. Finally, it only took you, like, four months. I've been asking. I'm like, so I'm gone. Mm-hmm. But it was cool, because I would just clock out, and I will be, but my hours were kind of shit. Like, I would work. That's another thing I didn't like is it was from 9.45 to um, 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Holy so shit, that wasn't too dude. Much fun. But sometimes it was different. Like, it w- sometimes, because, like, sometimes it would schedule better hours. Like, you would work, like, 12 to close and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's just, like, you got to be there the whole day. But the cool thing is, is they get they give you an hour lunch break. So oh, like, wow. Yeah, that is nice. So, like, the days I worked, like, I didn't, I couldn't make plans until, like, night because yeah. it was, like, I wake up, get dressed, go to work. But, yeah, it really divided the day because, like, I mean, you get in and you got to do shit. Well, actually, I think it was at 8. I don't think it was 9. Yeah, mm. we closed at 8. 9 was at the holiday mm-hmm. season. Okay. So, that was pretty nice. So, like, 10 to 8. It's mm-hmm. not too bad. 9.45 to 8. But the hour lunch break was so nice because you clock out and then you leave and you just go like to a restaurant or go wherever you want to go and eat and enjoy an hour and then come back. Mm-hmm. And then you get like 15 minute breaks if you want to go smoke or whatever, which is cool, too. Yeah, that's and awesome. they didn't drug test. And that was pretty sweet. I always thought they would. I would I would have expected. This I looked too. it up before mm-hmm. I went. And I was like, I wonder if there was like drug test. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't do drugs or anything, but I was just wondering if I'm they would. Curious. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't. So that was pretty cool. I never got mm-hmm. bothered about any of that bullshit. Yeah. And plus, I got to dress up every day, which was pretty fly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, nice uh, dress pants, yeah. nice button-down shirt, different things like that. But it was kind of annoying sometimes. Like, I never wore a tie, and they were so annoyed. Like, you have to wear a tie. I'm like, I'm not wearing no fucking tie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just annoying. So I was like, I'll just dress it up how I want. So then what I started doing when they started telling me to wear a tie, I would just take two shoelaces, put them together, and then tie them in a bow tie mm-hmm. around my neck. And I would use, like, gray shoelaces because then it would match my <laughs> pants. And they were like, that actually looks cool. So they just let me keep doing it. <laughs> they were like, we like that. Wait, so you made a bow tie with, with shoelaces around your yeah, neck? Yeah, I just did two shoelaces, and then I tied them, and then did, like, two loops. So it was, like, kind of thick and pulled it through, and it was just, like, a little bow. And what then with the, the laces hanging down. And it, it, I always made the laces That's match That's actually kind of sick. Yeah, I, wa- I want to see, see that in action. Hell, yeah. I made mm-hmm. the laces match my outfit every day, too, so that was pretty sweet. Nice. But, yeah, they fucked with it. They were like, okay, you can do that. I was yeah, like, all right, fashion but statement. But half and like the time people, I would just no tie. They got, like, pe- so they got customers coming in being like, walk up to the cashier counter. Hey, like, what's this What's this tie this one dude had on in the <laughs> shoe section? I really like that. <laughs> then they start adding it. <laughs> like, yeah. you can buy it just, at the front yeah, counter. Yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. I know, dude, I did get a lot of compliments. They're like, oh, my gosh, I like the shoelace tie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, because you work in the shoe department? I'm like, yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't just too lazy to yeah. <laughs> Oh, That's sick. I love that. Were you able to, like, select your um, hourly availability at all? Not really, no. No? Like, not not really. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't be like, because I told them when I first went there, I was like, yeah, so they didn't talk to me about days I wanted to work. I was like, I would like to just do Monday through Friday. 
and the mm. managers were just like quiet and like mm. and then like i got scheduled like every weekend <laughs> i was like damn this isn't cool y'all fuck me over y'all could have just told me no from the mm-hmm. start you had me coming in here with expectations for real bitch. the worst part is, is that i dressed up on my orientation day mm-hmm. so when i got there they're like oh you guys are scheduled to work today and they're like oh you look you're dressed for work do you want to work and i was like um I was like, I can. And they're like, okay, yeah, you can work today. I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> so Wait, then so I did, told them, I was like, I, can I get out early? Like, <laughs> Did they throw you in the shoe section? Like, yeah, right off was, the bat? yeah, but I was just being trained. Okay, cool. It was me and my boy Thomas. I gotta cool. get, I gotta contact that dude again. He was cool as shit. Yeah, he, he's the one that got me into Sheba. Yeah, definitely keep in touch with coworkers because you can meet awesome people through your coworkers. Yeah. Sorry, sorry if we ever get like too quiet because we're holding yeah. the mics right now, so we're like, kind of pulling them away from our faces at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, one thing that uh, going back to Chick Fil A, I'm I'm loving it right now. I'm obsessed yeah, over it. Yeah. But um, one thing they have is like there's this app that we have, which we use all we use it for all of our scheduling and everything. So I can literally go into the app and through the app I can request time off. Just as long as it's two weeks in advance, they almost always will give it to you. And um, you can also select like your hourly availability. You could be like, preferably, I'd like to work these hours. And sometimes they might put you on earlier and ask you like, hey, can you please work this morning shift, whatever, because we don't have anyone that can do it. And then you'd have to do that. But you can like go into the app and select your hourly availability. And it's just so cool. It's just like all of these tiny little details that make me think, damn, this business really just cares about its workers. Well, no wonder they thrive <laughs> so much. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you have customers coming in constantly because they like the positive environment of Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, we talked about this before you even got a job there. I was talking about it on the podcast Mm -hmm. where I was like, I mean, look at Chick-fil-A. No wonder they have people come back because they they subconsciously know that they're going to be treated well. Their food's going to be done correct. It's going to be hot Mm. when it comes out. I've never gotten anything cold from Chick-fil-A, and I'm never in the line for more than five minutes, no exactly. matter how fucking backed exactly. up the cars are. It's crazy. Exactly. The system it, just is shows, like, it shows the trust It's like that how McDonald's was have. when it first started. Did you ever watch that movie, The Founder, about McDonald's when it first started and like that dude that basically stole the corporation underneath the guys who started it? No, I have not it's seen on, that. I think it's still on Netflix. I recommend it. Like, this guy, McDonald's, when they first started, they took, a, they took their employees to a tennis court and chalked out designs for the kitchen Mm -hmm. and had them basically pretend cook to see how fast like the fastest way they could do it and then they designed the kitchen around whatever they found best and then that was the first mcdonald's and they only had like three things on the menu it was a cheeseburger a fry and orange high c wow and that's all they had and people would come in and they loved it the line was backed up because it was the best burger they've ever had because it was fresh it was it wasn't frozen at the time it was fresh beet meat and the it was like they would literally go up to the order and they would be like, I'll take one meal. And then it would literally just be like, boom, gone that quick because the cooks, it would be so fast. It would be burger. Everyone had their own station so that like when they would be cooking, it would just be like passed. The bun would be on everything wrapped and then it would be there. Fries, everything. And then as soon mm-hmm. as they get an order bagged and out, it was so cool. Yeah. But then this motherfucker, whatever his name was, Ron something, I think. Ron Crock. Ron Swanson. Some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. But so good. He, uh. He came up and like literally stole the corporation from under them. That's so tough. That's up. real tough, man. It was man. so messed up, <laughs> God dude. Damn. And then he became crazy. Like, dude was on some quaaludes and coke or some shit like Good that. Good lord, that's crazy. Yeah, dude, he was wild. But yeah, it, that just like that thing you said about no matter how long the line is, you pull up at Chick Fil A, you get in, you know you're gonna get out on time. It just goes to show the trust that employees have with the company because that line, like at the one at Airport Highway. That thing will be so long sometimes that it leads, like, out into the road, yeah. out into other parking lots. 
But anybody pulls up and they're like, they don't even think twice about the line. They're like, hey, you guys want Chick-fil-A? If they're hanging like, hang out with some friends or some shit. Hey, you guys mm. want to go get some Chick-fil-A real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Pull up, get behind 70 fucking cars. And don't you're even out care. in like 10 minutes yeah. tops. Literally. It's crazy. It's because so, it's They so come efficient. up to your car and it's order, 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 mm. order. It's so wild. Yeah, I love it, dude. I would not want to be one of those employees, though, because they were standing out there in the winter. Yeah, I was like, I've done that a couple times. Yeah, tough. It, it it's it's with uh, the iPad thinking. Yeah, dude, when, let me. I want to know when you're working. I'm gonna come through. For sure, for sure. That'll be cool. I'm mean, I'm working Monday through Friday this week. I think so. You can just come through at any time. Hell yeah. But I don't know what what my things I'll be working at. Like what I'll be working in the restaurant until I'm there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's one thing I was so stressed out to do was take orders for yeah. people. I was like, oh my gosh, like, whew. I mean, I, I, I don't I'm, I'm decent with my, I'm decent with my people skills, but geez, this is like scary. But like, the more we did it, the more I'd w- I'd go out and do it. Like, the better it got, the easier right. it got. Um, and it's it's so cool. It just trains your it trains your ability to conversate with people. Yeah. it trains your ability to improvise. And that's and what I was saying so when I was cool. working at Dillard's too. It was like I was like, dude, my people, my social skills have improved so much. Yeah, like it was crazy because and sometimes interactions would just be like. Be like, yeah, these shoes, yep, cool, like, little talk here and there, and then they're out. But sometimes I would be with people for, like, an hour and a half, like, getting them shoes and just talking to them, just having a good time, you know? And it was so nice just being able to connect with these random people and just, like, you know, give them this nice conversation and brighten their day. Like, they come in just, you know, expecting to get a pair of shoes and get out, but then they walk away, like, you know, with a good interaction that they had, you know what I mean? Right. And that's so nice. Like... Just a- being able to brain someone's day like that. And that's why a big reason I wanted to be into barbering, too, is, like, it's so – it's it's 50% of it is interaction. It's all people skills. Right. And it's so cool. That's what I really like is I always like talking to people. I like picking at people's brain, you know, seeing what they think about certain things and really just, you know, getting a feel for people and brightening their day. And, like, I feel like I gained so much of that from Dillard's. And then when I looked into barbering, I was like, yeah, this is definitely for me. Like, it's, it's 100% for me. Yeah. So you think part of your kind of inspiration for barbering came from working at Dillard's and just I think, experiencing I think, people? Yeah, I think it was just like the environment. Like, well, not the environment, just being able to talk to some people and just really have a good interaction with them was so nice. But even when I was working at Bigby for a little bit, it was like that too. Like some people were just so solid you right. talked to. They were right. so cool and they understood. Like, But that was a stressful job because sometimes it would be like eight cars in the parking lot. And the thing about coffee is it takes – it's not something you can just whip up. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to steam the milk. It takes a while to pull shots. Like, it takes time. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. They just want their coffee out. Because we're used to McDonald's and everything. Yeah, like that thing so exactly. Quick like, they don't understand this is an art. Mm. It, it's literally an art. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of weird. So, like, before McDonald's was a thing, before fast food was ever a thing, everybody was so used to having to They're wait for They're probably so patient. So, McDonald's came out, and then everyone, I saw, like, this one video. They Someone made a movie about, like, the beginning of McDonald's or something, and it was a clip from it. And the, the dude's, like, ordering food, and... He's like, yeah, I'll have a cheeseburger, you know, I'll have a milkshake, and then I'll have some fries. And then, like, one minute goes by, and he comes out, and he gives him the food. And the dude's standing there at the counter like, what? Like, this is my food? Like, (laughs) like, how? How? What? Yeah. They were so blown away by it um, and surprised by how quickly they got their food. It was the first time they ever experienced it. But nowadays, we're so used to getting shit so quickly that when it takes a while, we get so impatient. And it's like, where the fuck is my food? Why is it taking so goddamn long? Yeah, it's kind of some bullshit. This shit should have been here. 10, 15 That's what pissed me ago. off is like I would literally like you would have like 10 people in your lobby staring mm-hmm. at you waiting for their coffee and all these people in the drive through and it's like oh my god it got so stressful sometimes like we'd have girls crying in the back room like oh so stressed gosh. out 
and it was so annoying because then it's like, oh my god, like I understand this is stressful, but please, can you get to the fucking front counter and help me? <laughs> like, mm. I know you're crying right now, but I need your help because I'm about to fucking cry if I have to do this alone. <laughs> yeah. It was so annoying. Yeah, if you feel like you're gonna start crying, just start working with <laughs> your work, working with your coworkers more. Honestly, and then then you yeah, then dude, you they were saved. so emotional. It was so annoying. Because I was just trying to get my shit done. I was like, come on, guys. Like, please. Like, we, can we please mm-hmm. get through this shit? But I was also a shit worker when I worked there. So, I mean, I would, like, half the time I wouldn't even show up. I was so irresponsible when it came Really? Out. Yeah, because I couldn't wake up. I was such, because I was, I was going to high school and shit. I was just so stupid at the time. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the worst part of my life, in my opinion, was, like, that phase that I went through. But I did, I mean, I did like the environment for the most part because some people were just so understanding. Like, they understood that as an art going into making coffee. Right. And they understood it's a process and it takes time. But other people were fucking dicks. And they were just, I, I had a lady throw change at me. She what? Came, she came through the drive-thru, right? And she was like, I was like, all right, ma'am, uh, your total is going to be, she's like, I have an appointment to get to. I don't have time. I was like, I have your coffee right here. And she was like, I don't have time for this. And then just threw change at me. I was like, the fuck? She was like 70. I was like, this bitch, dude. She was, I was probably so sitting. angry. She was probably sitting at the back of the drive-thru just like dude, she, she wasn't even there for and five minutes. Sitting there, she's like, oh my god. It wasn't I even can't five minutes till I get to that window to just piss this fucking guy It wasn't guy even off. at. It wasn't she's even five minutes. Me wait. She was so crazy. Damn. And I was literally like, ma'am, I have your drink right here. Like, just give me your money. And we can get this done like in two seconds. Like, mm-hmm. it's sitting right here. I don't have time. Wham. Hey boy. I literally coffee. turned around. I was like. I literally, and there's people in the lobby too, mm-hmm. and Emily was there. I was like, this bitch just threw change at me. She's like, Elliot. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm I'm going to flip out, bro. I was like, I cannot believe that. Wait, so Emily was managing while you were working there? Yeah, dude. Oh, that's sick. When How I, was when that? I hired in, she wasn't managing. Which well, Emily's that's, your that's sister. Why I, that's why I got so much trouble because I slacked off because my sister was the manager. <laughs> and then Emily, dude, Emily's the one that was like, dude, you cannot work here anymore. Like, you don't, you did not show up again. And I was like, oh, my God, no. And it was such a bad time because we were like, dude, that day sucked ass. It was so bad. That was, oh, my God. That was the night I went up to you and talked to you at the football game. Really? Yeah, the next morning is when I didn't go into that shift and all hell. That was a fucking bad day. (laughs) That was after. It was the night after the football game? It was the morning after. The morning after. Because remember, I was like, hey, you should come to this party, blah, blah, blah. Went there, overslept. Oh, dude, it was not good. It was not good. And it was a snowstorm, and it was tough. And then my coworker was such a bitch. I called him. I was like, please cover. Please cover for me. Please cover me. He's like, bro, I'm playing league. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, that's fair, Get dude. Get the that, fuck that, to work, please. This dude probably, I will pay you. This no, dude, I literally told him. I was like, I will give you all of my tips I made this month. And it was like 50-some dollars. I was like, please, just go in and cover for me for a little bit. And he's like, dude, I'm playing league. I'm like, oh, my God, please, bro. <laughs> he's like, no. I'm like, all right, fine. No, but, I could I, I could totally get that. Man, fuck like, League of Legends. That game's not even fun. Of- have you ever played it? Yeah, I've played it before. You have? I didn't like it. Fair. It's just so uh it's just so lame to me. Like everything just looks so lame. I've it's never like, played this it. Is, this is dumb. No, Try it out. Yeah. You can get it on your That could get on PC. the PC. That's what everyone plays on. Yeah. It's only I'm pretty sure it's the only thing you can play it on. Yeah. I could give it a shot. <sighs> but I yeah. missed that Gears of War game. Did you ever play that? No, I did not. It was fucking sweet. They it was like the guns had chainsaws on them, mm-hmm. so you could like tear some people. Yeah, up Yeah, I used chainsaw. to watch pl- dudes play it on YouTube. They, a new one came out like a few years back, probably like five years ago. Was that Gears of War Five? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I don't think you. I never heard anything about it after it came out. Like mm-hmm. not a word. 
Yeah. Do you remember that fucking Call of Duty when they first did a Battle Royale and it was called Blackout? Yes. That shit was garbage. Yeah. Wasn't that... Wait, was that B.O. B.O. 3... Black Ops 4? It was the newest Black Ops. Yeah, whatever yeah. that was. And I think it was 4. Dude, it was uh, so garbage. Remember. But then no, I, they tried I again. It was... It was I mean, it had a lot of a lot wrong with it, but it was just so the cool. The gameplay wasn't getting cool. to do a battle royale on Call of Duty. Yeah, that was so cool. But then for the first time, then they came out with Warzone in Modern Warfare, and that that battle royale was the best thing to ever come out. Yeah, that like, shit have lived you played? way longer than most games that's have, that have released. It's in the still past, relevant. Like, three so years. they keep still relevant. They keep taking Warzone, and every new Call of Duty that comes out, they just implement the new Call of Duty into Warzone. That's super because, smart because Warzone is like bigger than Fortnite now. It is so, and it's cool because it's a, if you want to play a, like, if people who like Call of Duty, that is the most fun Battle Royale ever. Yeah. Because it's, like, so realistic. Like, you literally have to, like, do plays. Like, go through buildings, armor up, like, collect, oh, my God. It's just so much more complex than any other Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. It's way better than PUBG, too. I never really liked PUBG. It was cool in the well, beginning because they had cars and stuff. I wanted to say, it's a really smart business strategy what they did with Warzone. Just like you said, how when a new COD comes out, they just add the add the shit into Warzone. Yeah. Because like normally what, what, the, what games like that would have been doing is they release a new Battle Royale game mode with every new game. Yeah. But but if you give the battle royale itself its own game, its own platform, that everybody's going to be able to play it, and you're not going to have to buy the new game to be able to play the battle royale. Mm-hmm. And you can market it so much better that way. Like they probably make so much money off of cosmetics and different things like that. Well, and the cool thing too is that like just because they gave the opportunity for anyone to play it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's honestly so genius, and it's cool too because of the fact that um, it's like oh shit, it's. It's so complex, like, compared to other Battle Royales. And, like, I think the thing... They were probably planning on doing that, what you were talking about, like, how they did with Blackout. But the thing is, is that Blackout, a lot of people didn't like it. They were mm-hmm. like, this isn't good. But then after this Warzone came out and everyone liked it, it was like, okay, we got to keep this exact same game. Like, right. everyone loves it. As long as we just keep updating it, it'll be perfect. And that's what they did, consistently. And it's a great game. I love that game. Mm-hmm. And Halo's pretty cool too, but that shit's kind of. <laughs> Makes they need to make it better mad. for console, dude. Like our sensitivity I mean, and everything it's just is hard so to ass. run. It's hard to run new games on older consoles. That's the thing, dude. They can at least make the sensitivity higher than ten. I that's can barely bad. turn. I think that's just a Halo thing. That's Halo bull- I know what Halo's bullshit ass. for that. Like it's the fucking it's twenty twenty. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't even. It's that time it dilation from these black I ass even, years, yeah. honestly. I know, dude. Like, remember the invasion of, uh, this is off topic, but remember the invasion of um, Area 51? Yes. That was like three years ago. Two, two three shit. years ago. Literally feels like a couple months ago. Yeah, wild. It was that shit so was so fucking funny. It was so stupid because... I thought they were actually going to do something. If you're trying to fucking get into Area 51 and actually raid that bitch and actually don't try to find Don't put a Facebook aliens, group on it. Yeah, and <laughs> don't plan it three months in advance and put it all over social media for the CIA to see. It was see. the most popular thing. You have to get a they literally, did messaging you see all app. The you have to get a cryptic messaging app and then you have to set your shit up on there so the CIA can't track you, can't watch your text through that. That's how you have to do it if you're actually trying to do something. Not posted on fucking Facebook. I think that all came from Bob Lazar, too. People listen to GRE when he had Bob Lazar on, uh-huh. and they're like, I want to see what's in Area 51. Yeah. And then people started obsessing over it. I, f- I feel like it was... And then his documentary came out on Netflix, too. I, b- I remember being really clear what the what the reason was 
for the invasion or the, the invasion of Area 51 or whatever. But I can't remember what it was. I think it could have been that. I, f- I, f- I can't remember, though. Because I remember, like, one thing happened and everybody was like, fuck it, we're doing this. Yeah. Well, the Facebook group had, like, fucking 800,000 people mm. joined in it. But only, like, a couple of hundred people ended up going. I like, a couple I hundred people were there. I feel like there or were no, more. I feel like it was like a thousand. Yeah, I because think they had a concert. A <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was crazy, dude. Then, but no, they should have actually done something. There was like so many people on the fence though, but like someone should have tried something. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool. I mean, y'all would have got shot, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just roll out with some like heavy armor trucks and nah, shit. Nah, dude, with they MGs have alien fucking tech shit. <laughs> yeah. They have some like uh. Cinder shots, <laughs> shooting them at people. It's like anti gravity like, blast radius shit, shit? Yeah. shooting blast in the ground, and everybody's gravity just flipped and they float into space. That's what was cool about listening to that Bob Lazar is that the th- object that he was studying and they think, created yeah. false gravity, like well, artificial gravity. Artificial gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So like, like, and he said it sp- supposedly came out of the aircraft that they mm-hmm. that landed or was crashed. Yeah. So like. That made it so they could just move freely inside their ship, which is crazy. And then, <laughs> it's just so wild to me. But another cool thing is that, like, he said when he went in, it was all the seats and everything were, like, tiny. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was small as fuck. He's like, you could barely fit in there. I'm like, that's, that's badass. It really makes you think, man. Like, this dude. He was a party animal, though. his entire reputation. Yeah. His, his mental health everything to share this story well that and other so dude pissed made me it, off he could have made it up but why the hell would you subject yourself to all of that scrutiny just to make up a he was crazy afraid of story. getting murdered but at the same time if it is true like how the fuck can we prove that it's mm-hmm. so it's so crazy the at this point it's just saying. you have to you have to take a matter of if you believe or don't believe i think i think at this point i'm like I, I i can't put myself on either one of those fences at this point i'm like all right I heard this dude out. It's really interesting. I don't know how to feel about it because I just don't have the facts on it. But I'm going to keep it in mind and see what happens as time goes on his, forward. His manager pissed me off when he had him because he was on Joe Rogan with him, too. But, like, he kept, like, answering for him. He would be like, well, what he does. And then Bob was, like, actually getting, like, annoyed. Like, because you could tell that he was, like, this guy was talking too much. Like, information that he didn't want to share, like, publicly. And he's like, mm-mm. Like, he was like, yeah, but, like, he was, like, kind of, like, trying to tell this dude to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because he was, like, this guy was, like, just heard this story, and he was trying to just publicize on it. Like, mm-hmm. we got to tell the people. This is crazy. And Bob was more just like, no, like, let's calm this shit down, like mm-hmm. it seemed like, you know. But, yeah, dude, the shit that he talked about. But he was he was a, he was a party clown, dude, because he said uh, the reason he started getting in trouble is because he started taking his friends with him when they would do these, like, uh test launches and shit that they did there like yeah i remember hearing about that and he was like he was like what do you mean you got too comfortable he was like i mean i got too comfortable we would take an rv up on top of the hill and we would have we'd be cooking (laughs) and like watching the like launches that they do he's like i would be showing all my friends who aren't supposed to see this because it's classified information oh my god he's like we'd be drinking just (laughs) chilling (laughs) oh like that's hilarious dude that is awesome for real but imagine that just a just a sphere that creates false gravity or artificial gravity. Thank you. Yeah. Artificial gravity. Oh, that would be if we got to the point where we could use that tech. Oh my God. 
Oh my God, that'd be breakthrough. That'd be a breakthrough. That would be it would like make, it would one make of the getting biggest, to Mars so nice. One of the biggest struggles, the biggest obstacles that we have to overcome when it comes to interplanetary <clears throat> or interstellar flight is giving us gravity because our bodies have evolved up to this point to live with the constant gravity pulling us down to the ground, which, me- which means all of our muscles are constantly somewhat engaged, keeping us stood upright, because if you- they weren't engaged, you just fall to the ground in a little blob of mush type shit. And it keeps your blood flowing, your heart is, your heart function, your, your circulatory system is functioning based off of how it's evolved to work with gravity. So when you're out of gravity, when you're in free fall, which is what you're in when you're orbiting Earth, as you're constantly falling, you're suspended in space almost, um... You don't have gravity pulling you down to the ground anymore. So your bones aren't getting tension put on them. Your muscles aren't constantly triggered. Your uh, your circulatory system doesn't have gravity helping it circulate circulate your blood and things like that. So your muscles start to dystrophy. Your bones start to dystrophy. Which they did cut that down, though, by like 80% when they introduced um, like the machine, the workout machines. Yes, Basically, that, that put, it was like a almost like bands and shit like exercises yeah like, they have a bunch of crazy ass machines that they made where like you're like a whole pushing, g- they have a whole gym because the yeah. thing with you when, you when you're in zog is newton's i don't remember which which law of newton it is but if you if you push uh put force against an object you're an equal force is pushed back onto you so that means if you are pushing like if you're pushing like a like you're trying to push against a machine or something in space you're going to get pushed back a lot Mm -hmm. and so they had to make some crazy machines that keep you in place and actually allow you to get tension um so you can trigger your muscles but yeah even then while these astronauts work out like two three hours a day they are losing so much mass still because being out of a gravitational pull really just does a toll on your body and so the journey to mars which is something that spacex elon musk um and his company spacex are looking to do in these coming years later 2020s i hope it'll happen if not i think early 2030s and nasa also also has their own plan with their own rocket and their own astronauts to bring people to mars in the 2030s so that's feel about that nasa doing that i'll get on that in a sec Uh, um but it takes about th- um, six to nine months on average um, yeah. for us to for, for us to traverse the space between Earth and Mars. So that entire time, you have, you're floating. You don't have gravity pulling you down to the ground. So that yeah, means muscle the dystrophy. Inside of There's there. also eyesight problems that start to happen. People lose really? their eyesight. Yeah, you oh, lose your eyesight that. really bad. A lot of it usually um, kind of... Uh, heels or whatever as you get back on earth i think it has Mm -hmm. something to do with the 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 bulging of your eyes like your eyes start to become misshapen which causes you to not process light um as efficiently i I don't remember exactly what it was but your eyesight starts to get worse and most 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 of it heals once you get back to earth still fuck that but yeah so if we had artificial gravity that would take all of that the health risks that come to not having gravitational acceleration out of the equation then we just we worried about radiation and food and different things like that well it would make the drive so much or not the drive it'd make (laughs) the travel so much more relaxing too because of the fact that you would just be free to walk to the kitchen you know get your food like everything would just be so much more laid back which would be so nice plus think about that you could probably implement new food because of the fact that you'd have artificial gravity Mm. you know you could probably do a lot with that yeah a lot interesting i I love that you can also do a whole lot with zero g as well there's a lot of experiments that we can do with zero g that we would never have been able to um what about what about this though? Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, but I just there need to go. ask you a question. Be, if we had gravity, false gravity, artificial gravity inside of the air, like in the in the in the ship, right? Would that have would that play an effect on 
slowing down the um the speed of the ship. Well, we're talking about a completely hypothetical. I know, but piece I'm just saying, tech. like, it would you think that would like play so, into factor? Like, I feel like it would slow it down a little bit if you had gravity inside. Well, this depends entirely upon like what what the piece of tech you build is. I know fucking jack Plus shit. Plus, too, about does the physics. gravity travel to the outside of the ship too? Like, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, we don't. Force we don't, we don't know because this, this isn't ship even. We don't even know if it's real. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it. From from all we know, it isn't real. But I think point. it would slow. I think it would fuck it up a little bit. It'll slow it down a little bit. Gotta keep Maybe. those engines. Running. I have no idea. I know jack shit about it. Like <laughs> it's all hypothetical, and so like even trying to imagine what it would be like is almost impossible. Because it's like trying no f- to picture 4D. Yeah, you just can't perceive it because we mm-hmm. haven't worked on conceptualizing it at all. Because we haven't we haven't understood how to manipulate gravity. We don't even really know why it happens. We don't know why it happens. All we know is that mass, for whatever fucking reason, bends space time and pulls shit towards it. We don't know why though. I manipulate gravity every time I jump. You Matt, manipulate Matt gravity hops. every time you're just sitting. Because you have your own gravitational pull, fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. Everybody has their own gravitational pull. If you took, if you took, <laughs> like, two straws, you. if you took, like, two straws, and you went up into the middle of space, and let's say you traveled so far that there was no um, gravitational ripples from planets that are thousands and thousands of light years away yeah. and acting on, which is difficult. There's really, n- I, d- I don't believe there's any point in space that you are completely free from any gravitational uh, pull because it just extends so far. It's a very mm-hmm. weak gravitational force but you force but you'll have a planet that's thousands of of light years away that's still somewhat messing with you and pulling you towards it because it just that's just how gravity works i'm pretty sure that's how I, i'm pretty sure relatively it's I, I don't i don't know exactly but i think it's very difficult to get to a point where you don't have any gravitational acceleration pulling you towards you from another object but let's say hypothetically you did get to that you, you did get to that point so you found a point in space where there's no gravitational acceleration enacting on you whatsoever you take two straws right you put one straw in space and you let go and it's completely still another straw you put two inches uh, away from it and they're both completely still they're not moving at all give it enough time and those straws will keep on going towards each other until they connect. Oh, because of their gravitational pull? Because of their gravitational pull. That's cool. Yeah, it's crazy. That's really neat. Yeah. Really, really cool. But yeah, we don't know why that shit works. We just know we just know gravity happens. Yeah. We don't know why. We just know well, happens. Well, ever since uh, Newton invented those cookies and the in- invented gravity, shit's been crazy. Like, I, they were just floating back then, dude. Yeah, Imagine crazy. That. And then Imagine. he just invented it. Just push the button. And everybody, everybody floating until until new until. Imagine how weird people are gonna look on Mars. Like we're gonna look like birds. Like our well, legs are gonna be small as hell because the, well, it's gonna not be a huge difference, but it's gonna be enough to be noticeable. Like, there's the a human lot race of, is gonna look weird. There's there. a lot of ideas to counteract that as well. The lower Working gravity, because being on Mars, well, that that's one thing. I could lift so but, much more weight on Mars. But still, you, you yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be sweet. It's about a, a go set third. some power. It's about a third of Power the gravity on um, on Mars as it is on Earth. So let's say you find something like you got they got to raise the rims and basketball. You got there. you got a ninety pound a ninety pound barbell mm-hmm. and you can't really curl it, right? You go to Mars, you take that same barbell over there. It's about thirty pounds now. Mm-hmm. What can you do with that? Wait, no, I think it's I think it's lighter. I think I did that math wrong. Anyway, <laughs> it's way fucking lighter. And so you you could curl that so much yeah. easier just because that shit's lighter, but um, 
there's a lot of different ideas of how we could kind of counteract not having a gravitational acceleration as heavy as we do on Earth because we're perfectly designed to live on Earth in every which way because we grew up on this planet. Well, Humans we evolved grew up on this to, world. to live Yeah, here. we evolved to live here, and so we're perfectly built to live in it. So if we go to any other place, we're introducing ourselves to a habitat we're not built for, so we're going to have some we'll issues. We'll evolve over time, though. Millions of years, but um, that's how long evolution takes. But uh, there's a lot of different strategies on how we could minimize minimize the effects of lower gravity on Mars. And one of them is literally to first, like, you build a fucking dome, right? A dome so you can have a perfectly contained habitat. You can fill it with air. You can you can have plants and shit on the surface and you make it glass so that you can have uh, the plants be photosynthesizing with the sun and things like that. And then towards the base of this like glass dome you got you build this ring that rotates and on this ring you build your fucking city and so your city is just constantly spinning um around the inside of this dome it's horizontal so like a building right now like imagine a building it's vertical right here on earth so we could have one where it's like maybe maybe not horizontal but like at like a uh like 60 70 degrees um above the the horizon I don't know if I said that right, but you have it angled or like almost completely horizontal with the ground. And then you have it on this fucking spinning circle thing that just rotates constantly yeah. simulating gravity. So that way we would be living in a one G world just like we are now. So we wouldn't have any of the the effects phys- effects physically happen to us that we would if we didn't have any gravity pulling on us. Uh, That's like one of the one of the thoughts. Uh, we we got to make aircrafts like that. Spaceships. Yeah. We gotta make spaceships that will do that. Yeah. Spaceships sounds so childish to say, but it's like the correct yeah. term. You know what I mean? Actually, but real quick, you can't. We can do that. Werner Werner von Braun, the Nazi scientist that we brought over from Nazi Germany after World War II to build our rockets for us. The only one we liked. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, oh shit! I almost, <laughs> almost fell backwards. He worked for Hitler. He um developed a oh. whole ass plan to bring people to Mars. Like, yeah. Uh, what the by fuck? like the late 1990s, like he had a whole fucking plan like set out. I think it might have been like even 1970s or something. Actually, he had a whole plan. So Elon Musk stole his <laughs> shit. <laughs> but in this in this plan, um, one of the ideas was to simulate artificial gravity on the trip there. And so one of the ideas basically was you launch um the first stage of the rocket, um on the. You launch you launch the second stage of the rocket, which is the the well. Uh, never mind. This is a multi-stage rocket, because this is back in the days before we had single stages and shit like that, and reusable rockets. Um, but anyway, you launch a rocket up into space, and then you have the crew capsule, right? That detaches from the rest of the rocket, yeah. and that's the capsule that's going to go to Mars. But on the like back of it, you have this little caboose thing. And in between the two of them, connecting them is a tether. So you launch this, this, this was basically his plan. You launch this thing into space, and then you start sending it to Mars. You do a one last final burn. Firstly, you put that thing in orbit around Earth. Then you do one last burn to push it out of Earth's orbit and get it to, on its way to Mars. So once it's on its way to Mars, basically you detach that caboose thing, and you let that slow, you use some thrusters to slowly push that away until that tether is fully extended to whatever the mathematical length was that they determined to make this possible. And then you use thrusters to start rotating it. So basically you have your spaceship and then the caboose and then the tether between the two and you make them spin like this. So they're constantly spinning in a circle, constantly pushing you against the ground, which simulates 
artificial gravity. And he had it mathematically planned out how long the rope had to be, how fast it had to be spinning for it to simulate perfectly 1G. He had a whole ass plan to That's do sweet. that. That's sweet. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like, uh, have you seen The Martian? Yes. It reminds Super me of their movie. spaceship because theirs was really cool too. It was like yeah. a wheel orbiting around this engine. Yeah. And it just spun. And Which that's it allowed them to have uh, gravity. But I just think it was really cool that they can do that. Like, when I saw the movie, I was like, damn, this is sweet. And then I was like, we can do this. And we actually could. It would take a lot yeah. of work, but we could. That's actually probably the most plausible plan that we would see if humans nowadays did try to create artificial gravities. We'd see what they did in the yeah, Martian. Right. That's probably the most accurate. I mean, I did like how they, they, they thought that film out decently mm-hmm. <laughs> decently but I, I really did i really did enjoy that movie a lot and they i really ha- liked how they added like the human like the the feeling of just being completely alone in it yeah like, really, and it really hit cool. hard like you and how he really started eating he started dipping his potatoes and um what like fucking it vitamins or yeah, whatever no not vitamins <laughs> it was like uh advil or some <laughs> shit he was like biting potato dipping it in advil just eating it <laughs> blocking the pain but it was of so the cool hunger. how he got the farm and everything yeah and then those i loved when they were like spoiler alert if you haven't seen the martian it's been out forever go mm. watch it but when they were like um they were like we got to go back and when they found out he was alive then they called their what their family and they're like you're gonna be gone for like another however long they said like another probably right around they said years yeah yeah they were like you're gonna be gone for another how many years they're like yeah we got to do this and they just went back and got his ass yeah. Super cool. For their fucking homie astronaut. I loved that. Yeah, that shit is oh. awesome. Yeah. And, oh, I was watching this YouTube video, um, and it was about, like, what humans are going to experience in the sky in the coming years. Mm-hmm. And, like, they like we a- have a lot to be jealous of. Astronomical, like, phenomena type shit. Just, like, looking up, right, like, in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So Being able to see stars and all that. Yeah. yeah um, okay. But, like... One thing they won't be able to see as well is, like, the moon. Like, we'll be able to see that. Like, a lot of people in the future, the moon's going to, like, slowly fade away. That's hundreds but of thousands of that's years That's what I'm talking now. about. Yeah. But then if you go into billions of years, the sky will literally look like Avatar. Because, like, I can't... I'll have to watch a video. But basically, like, two... The two Andromeda galaxy. Things, yeah, intersect and, like, yeah. just explode, create the birth of all these new stars. So the whole oh. sky, even in pure daylight, you'll just see... Like ribboning of just like matter all that throughout the sky. Oh my god, the gorgeous. depictions of it are so sweet. I'll have to show you the YouTube video. It was really cool. You know the guy? It's I th- I'm pretty sure it's the same people that did um, the egg theory. I could be. No, it's not that. It's not them. It's not them. I could be completely. It might wrong. be Vsauce. I think it might be. They might be talking about the moon eventually ripping apart. It was something about the moon not being able to be reflectant from the sun. Like you wouldn't be able to see. The moon's reflection from the sun. Yeah, I can't. But then ta- at I other points there would be there. There was another thing where it looked like there was two mm-hmm. suns, and even at pier night there would be like another mm-hmm. sun, basically. Yeah, that should be mm-hmm. sweet, dude. Imagine being able to experience that. Well, we might be able to, you know, if reincarnation's real and shit. True, true. If we live out every human life that ever lives, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be sweet. Yeah. One thing I wanted to tell you, um, back to I don't want to hear it. <gasps> Get over it, man. Get over. it. <laughs> I forget about the soundboard. Yeah. But um so the Martian spaceship, how we were talking about that and how it's probably the most plausible way we'd see humans nowadays do artificial gravity. Right. Um cool little thing is 
NASA has been working on this project for a while. Firstly, they've been developing um, their own rocket ship for a while, which is a fuck. It's a fucking waste. Um, and I could go into <laughs> that for hours. But they're basically making the SLS rocket, the space launch system, is what it's fucking. What called. are they using it for? You can tell it's a piece of shit. It's a. Uh, they're using it specifically to basically build a space station around the moon, as well as. Yeah, aren't we going back to the moon? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Are we? Where are we gonna fight China over it and shit? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we'll just let them take the south hat. We'll just let them take the the far side, and we'll take the close side. No, I want the. We want the far side. No. Who cares if you can't see? Uh, well, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool because it matches the Pink Floyd album. Besides yeah. the fact that they said Dark Side of the Moon. That's the it's best. Not the Dark Side yes, of the is. Moon. Yes, it is. It's the Dark the far side, side of the Moon. It's the far side of the moon, dingus. Shut up, nerd. That shit lights up all the time. Ooh, I, I like space. But Ooh. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. <Sorry>. But, um, <laughs> but basically, so with this space launch system rocket that NASA plans to build, which it's a fucking stupid idea because it's not even fucking reusable. We live in the day and age where reusable rockets are the norm. SpaceX has done continuous launches and landings of the, and reuses and relaunching relaunches with the same fucking first stages of the rocket. They've done this so many times. It's the norm now. Yeah. Same thing with Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos's company. Same thing with a ton of other startup companies that are coming into existence now. It's the norm. So why the fuck is NASA making a, a, a expendable rocket, which is a rocket that you don't reland? Mm -hmm. It launches and then it basically. Either That's dissolves, stupid as shit. It either just floats around Earth for a while until eventually it re-enters the orbit, either burns up or fucking crashes in the ocean, hopefully, or maybe it crashes on a fucking continent. Who knows? It's dumb as fuck. But anyway. That's dumb. They're making this, it is. They're making this space launch system rocket, which they've. I think they've already made it. They might have actually even done a test launch. I've been so not keeping up with it. That's just not even the... Cool compared to SpaceX, so like, what's the point? You know what I mean? You look at SpaceX, it's like, things. man, y'all doing some cool mm -hmm. shit, and then NASA, it's like, Psh, you're so they're different 1960s, get out of here, NASA's, hippies. NASA has a lot <laughs> more experience with launching people. NASA's got that shit down to a science, because they've done it a lot. Yeah. SpaceX is baby. In well, and they did. SpaceX has uh, only launched people recently to the International Didn't Space Station. Didn't they sign Station. an agreement, too? They they have, yeah. So SpaceX is going to be developing a lander. So, okay, let, let me backtrack real quick. Okay. So basically, with the Space Launch System rocket, NASA is going to be launching pieces at a time of a space station called the Lunar Orbital Gateway that they plan on putting in orbit around the moon. So this is going to be one piece at a time. They launch it. It goes into orbit around the moon. Then they release it. So it's floating in orbit. Then they're going to do another launch with another SLS rocket. They're, they're going to launch the second half along with some crew to like go in a little orbital mission around the moon and then come back just to do that again. And then they're going to launch a third one where they launch the next piece of the space, uh, the space station as well as a crew that's going to land on the moon and then come back. So they have a bunch of different plans for it. But eventually, they're going to have a full-fledged space station around the moon. It's going to be called the Lunar Orbital Gateway. And so the interesting thing about this is when it comes to exploring the moon, it's very difficult because it's 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 not too far. It's like about 250,000 yeah, miles away bad. on average. We've which, done it before. We've been yeah, there. we've done it before. It's only about like a four-day trip. It's yeah. not bad. Oh, so, wow. That's way shorter than I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, it's not shit. bad at all. Doesn't it only take like – how many minutes does it take to get into um, – Orbit, yeah, into orbit. Isn't uh, it only like, only like 15? Like, no, only like five, bro. That's crazy, dude. Like five, That's six, maybe like crazy. maybe closer to eight, but under under ten, I'm pretty sure. Um, it it takes so quick because rockets get so fast so quickly. But so eventually, NASA's going to build the space station. They plan on having it completed, I think, by like 2025. I don't. I, th I know they're going to start sending the components. I think next year is when they're going to start launching the components for the space station. 
Eventually, this thing gets made, though, and it's in orbit. So one thing that 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 makes space flight pretty uh, to the moon, particularly or to any place in particular, is we don't have a kind of sustainable base anywhere. We don't have a base on the moon. We don't have a base on Mars. We don't have a base anywhere. So we want to make a base on the moon so that we can have humans permanently there for the most part so we build we build airtight um structures we have nice like science equipment on the moon and all of this is very high tech and it can survive being on the surface of the moon and this will allow for astronauts to instead of landing they have their tiny capsule to do science out of to collect rocks and send that shit back and they can go like do little jumping missions around on the surface but then they have to go back we plan on building a base on the moon which will allow for scientists to firstly enact science with their spacesuits off which will be very nice it'll just be way more efficient and a whole lot of other positive benefits that i could go on about forever but um basically this will allow for a lot more science to be done this will allow for astronauts to stay on the moon for like months Mm -hmm. a long time um and then they can go back up to the lunar lunar orbital gateway and then head on back home from there. So basically, let me go into that real quick, is the plan NASA and SpaceX signed a contract where SpaceX is going to be the provider for basically a shuttle, which is kind of, they, they're going to take their Starship design, which is their rocket they plan on u- sending people to Mars with. They're going to take that design and make a lander with it specifically for the lunar orbital gateway. So you have the lunar orbital gateway in orbit. Now we have a space station. Now we have a, uh, a base on the moon itself. How are we going to get people to and from, right? So the plan is you launch people with either SpaceX's Starship rocket or NASA's SLS rocket or Blue Origin's um, other rockets that they're working on. You're going to launch astronauts to the lunar orbital gateway. And then from there, SpaceX will have their Starship lander attached to the lunar orbital gateway. So scientists will hop into that, detach from the space station, and then slowly descend towards the surface (laughs) of the moon, land, and then, boom, they have access to the space station. They do their little science shit. They run around. They look at their cool rocks and whatnot. (laughs) Look at some cool chemicals and shit. Try to find ice under the the regolith. Yeah. And then they um, go back into the rocket, launch back up to the... Um, lunar orbital gateway attach then they get their space suits uh, space suits on they hop into their capsule and then boom they just I head like right this back idea to Earth. a lot yeah this is cool very cool when are they getting started on like building on the moon do you know um well building on the moon that'll have to start i think firstly there was talk about getting like an elevator right do you remember when there was like a talk about that like not connecting but like to like basically like a rod to shoot shit up like really fast and accurately yeah there's a lot of different um ideas about that i, I it would be so difficult, but it'd be cool if it was possible. It's very hard because one of the one of the most like building one on Earth would be almost impossible because mm-hmm. it has to be so long, and then you have to have a big counterweight at the end, and it has to be spinning fast. And at the same time, we have so much junk in our atmosphere that that cord, firstly, would have to be the most strongest thing we've ever built before. Mm-hmm. This cord that that we send up an elevator with into space. Well, I thought it was going to be like rockets attached to this mm-hmm. like rail and then shoot up and um, like launch off the end. There's there's a lot of different designs for it. The space elevator, mm-hmm. I think, I I don't I don't know if it would work with rocket propulsion or not. I I don't know entirely, but regardless, it would have a cord and then it would have like a cubby thing on it. You would either have it propelled by rockets or just have it propelled by like um electromagnetism acceleration or something like that. But um. One problem we run into is there's a lot of shit in the atmosphere that will hit the cord and then it can break it and fuck that shit up.
So that's one of the biggest issues with building a space elevator is dealing with shit that's in orbit because it mm-hmm. will hit the cord and then it can snap the cord and it flies into space and that's a big uh-oh. And Do we ha- really have a lot of garbage in our... We have a lot of garbage in what our What is atmosphere. it? Just like Broken satellites? Broken little, sh- little shards of paint that are floating around that broke off of spaceships from past times that are floating around at 17,500 miles an hour that can smack into your shit and cause a massive explosion. A tiny little fucking piece of paint can puncture a fucking space station or something or a rocket. And we have so much of that shit. Random screws, random boosters, because we did expendable rockets for the beginning of space flight, which was basically you send a rocket to space, you detach the the stages as they go up. Some of them fall, some of them burn in the atmosphere, some of them land in the ocean and things like that. And then a lot of them just float around in orbit for years and years and years until eventually they start hitting tiny molecules in orbit that are just very spaced out. And that causes friction slowly over time. So slowly it starts to slow down until it is slow enough to where it can't get around Earth on its as it starts to pass it in orbit. So then it reenters the atmosphere. Yeah, and wasn't in. there an issue like when we were younger where there was like satellite, like a satellite that yeah, was crashing? Yeah, there was something that happened recently. And one of them was like, like the size, like the one, a couple of them were like huge, like yeah. school sizes, and they were worried about it. Yeah, there, so that happened like I think about a year or two ago actually. It's crazy because we're still so new to space and all this stuff. Like a lot of people didn't even, I mean, it was obviously taken into consideration, but these things you don't, you don't necessarily know <laughs> the exact trajectory of where it's going to be. Uh. We can track a lot of the big things though. It's hard to track a lot of the small things because mm-hmm. we have like thousands of bolts and like I said, flakes of paint and other small little pieces of metal that are floating around that are really hard to track. But the big things, NASA can track them with uh, satellite Can track them. I'm just saying like, like, st- like, Getting to the point of where they're we start can, to enter, that we can get that fucked. too. We Do they have uh, too? Because you can tr- you things can on them. Have what things on them? Thrusters. Um, like pieces of junk in the atmosphere. No, like do the do the. Sta- space stations like have uh, like engines on them, like where you could, I if you wanted to move, b- it or something. They do. Okay, yeah, because that would be nice. Because if you could just steer it, like, hey, we're headed for the White House, like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that all the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got we got aim this bitch to the ocean. Imagine, dude, like one of our own, like yeah. one of our own satellites just crash into the yeah. White House, which actually be fucking awesome. It's cool that you brought that up because one thing that um. We have to that a lot of new satellites are kind of being required to do. I don't know like the exact like protocols behind it. I haven't been keeping too much up on up to date with it, but what I do know is that a lot of satellites are required to have little thrusters on them so that we can control the junk problem a little bit easier. So let's say a satellite starts approaching the end of its life because technology breaks down over time. You can build a really good piece of tech, but 15 years a satellite starts to deteriorate malfunctions happen and now it's useless so now we just have a big hunk of satellite flying around in orbit and we shouldn't have that up there so we have thrusters that are being like required little baby thrusters that are required to be on some of these yeah that's what i was talking about yeah so let's say one starts to approach the end of its life it's dead now now it's unusable so now we just give it a little bit of a boost towards earth and Mm -hmm. then it re-enters the atmosphere and burns up so we can (laughs) we can awesome (laughs) i know i know So hey, that let's allows get rid of this garbage. All right, let's just burn it to nothing. Okay, exactly. cool. Vaporize the fuck out of that. That shit's sweet. Mm. That's actually really cool. Yeah, super cool. Oof. Yeah. Did you ever watch that uh, that movie about those like black female ladies that like worked for NASA? I ha- I don't think I've watched that actually. <sighs> I need to watch that though. So good, Was dude. It? It's so good. Was it? Oh my god. I know, like they had to walk like miles. 
to get to their to bathroom. To get to their bathroom. And then the, the cool part is, is that there was a shit. there was a like guy that like managed the whole operation that they're working on, mm-hmm. and he kept asking the lady because she was really showing her worth there. Like there, a lot yeah. of shit was classified, and she was holding it up to the light to see what they were blacking out, so she could actually solve the problem that yeah. they were fucked up. And then he saw that she was doing good, and then he was like, "Why are you away from your desk for so long?" She's like, "Sir." I have to run to the restroom, yeah. like, all the way across. Like, I have to leave this building and run. He took, like, a crowbar or something and took all the staff with him and went to the hallway and tore down the white Fuck restroom yes. and broke it down. He's like, this restroom's for everybody now. So fucking badass. I was like, damn. I know, that was And so those cool. women stayed there through all that shit regardless because they knew yeah. they wanted they, to do this shit they were tired of being beat up so they were like fuck you and they wanted they, they were walk, passionate about what the what they were doing the mm-hmm. science and everything yeah. it was so cool yeah and if I have to fucking walk then I'm gonna fucking walk I'm yeah. not gonna pussy out I'm not gonna leave because y'all are being assholes and aren't giving me a bathroom and making yep. fun of me and segregating me and shit like that they fucking stayed mm-hmm. and they got to that point where they made the fucking manager tear down the bathrooms to make them for everybody it's so awesome so awesome man That's so a, awesome I just I, I really like that movie and October Sky is a really no- good yes, movie yes dude that one's when he goes outside and sees a space station orbiting mm-hmm. and then he oh man I, I don't remember if that was based off of a true story do you know I'm pretty sure it was okay I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, th- have to I look think it up. I'm pretty sure it was as well. I think my grandpa told me told me because he told me about the movie and I'm pretty sure he told me it was real. <laughs> my grandpa the dude, told me he was one of them. Because <laughs> he because the dude in the uh, in the film I think it, it was a book written as well. But mm-hmm. um, I think he he met Werner von Braun as well. Oh no shit. Which was oh wait no I don't I actually don't know if he met him. I think he was at like a table at some convention with this like little miniature rocket engine he built, and um. He went to use the restroom, and then Werner von Braun came and was like, oh, this is pretty lit. Who made this shit? And then he was like, oh, this one kid, but I don't know where he's at. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, all right. You have a good day. <laughs> Left. I think they I think they never met each other. I, I think I, I'm not positive on that. They yeah. could have met each other. Either way, they came really close, or they met each other, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was a story about this fucking kid that just liked rockets, and so he took, like, fucking metal piping and shit mm-hmm. from, like— I think his dad's business or some shit, and he basically just started building miniature he rockets. Used alcohol too. Yeah. Yeah. Made his own fuel propellant. I want to do that. I want to try that. I think we it'd be sh- fun. We should totally it's do that. It's not even that hard. Like literally YouTube. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, YouTube. Did you YouTube do can, anything? Yeah. Literally, you want to learn how to build an engine? Okay. YouTube. Yeah, like Google literally, it's so crazy. Or just ask your your physical science freshman your teacher. I I, I told him about. Really? I was like, dude, I really want to build a miniature rocket. And he's like, all right. Here, so he took out a piece of paper. He was like, "All right, here's the fuel you're gonna make: mm. potassium nitrate." So this is like some sticky substance that, um, that's like kind of like it's not a liquid. It's it's like a, pe- uh, uh, like like jelly, like mm-hmm. that type shit, and and it's very flammable and very good for um like miniature rocket fuel. And so he he Bush told jump. me he told me to. Um, use that to make it. He gave it to you? Cool. Yeah, he what gave it What the fuck? It. He was like, here's the things you need to buy and here's how you make it. That's I'll, crazy. So cool, dude. It was so cool. I, awesome. I, I really loved loved for, loved him for doing that yeah. for me. He, he gave a shit about science. Like, any other teacher would have been like, this is too dangerous. You can't yeah. do this. You can't fuck with this. You're a young child. Mm-hmm. No, this dude was like, damn, you're curious about this? You give a shit about this? Hell yeah. Here's how you do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to go back to... Uh, I want to go back to the high school and get, like, a visitor's pass and go in and talk to a couple teachers yeah. today. Just let them know, like, that they're actually really cool. Yeah. Thanks and then go on to dope. other couple people and be like, hey, if you're going to complain about your salary so much, why don't you just quit working? <laughs> just just leave. walk into the classroom say that and dip. Yeah, literally. I actually <laughs> want to do that. Be like, hey, if you're just going to constantly complain about how you don't get paid enough, maybe find a different job. Yeah. 
<laughs> By the way, it was point. nice seeing you again. <laughs> hope you have a good rest Fucking of your day. Fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh. But yeah, man, I've really enjoyed being outside for this. Yeah, same, man. The energy is just so, like, I'm just so relaxed. It's yeah, so we nice. need to do this way more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's going to be getting warmer out, too. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice that we could do it by the pool. Yup. Get out from a swim, dude. Yep. Come on, just We could just be chilling up here tanning with Get some mics. bitches and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good time. But yeah, yeah the sky's cool. so blue. Now we got a little bit of clouds out, but they're like nice and fucking mm-hmm. just soft and like floaty and misty. Hell yeah. And the sun's shining and the trees are green. Yeah, <sighs> y'all get outside more. Yeah. Take the opportunity. For sure. Especially for sure. when the sun's out. Sun's out, guns out, baby. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah, dude, I've enjoyed this. I think we should get to wrapping it up. Yeah. It was a great time, man. I really, I really had fun doing. Yeah, this me episode. too. I really enjoyed this. I'm, yeah, I'm really liking it. I, I hope really you guys enjoyed this outside. episode. Me too. We had a good time recording it, and um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if there were any audio issues, you know, because yeah. we're doing it outside. But I, I, I worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. I loved this. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all have a good uh, morning, evening, afternoon, night. Yeah. I'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. You guys have a good time with your existence. (laughs) And we'll see you later.